0: Welcome, everybody, to the Dad Project Podcast, where we discuss all things dad, some things mom, and most things baby. We'll take a minute now just to introduce ourselves a little bit to you before we kick off our first episode here. I am uh, John Wilson Lee. I right now have a daughter who is, uh, this week, three months old. Um, She is... Pretty cool, I have to say. We'll get into the specifics of that later on. Um, I grew up, obviously, in South Carolina with all these other guys, and right now I work in the mental health field um, as a psychologist, and we'll be – sometimes I'll tap into that. Sometimes we'll um, – sometimes I'll just chat from the dome. So,
1: and that's that's really how we
0: met, right? Yeah. In the and mental well, health field, right? on that shit crazy and <laughs> yeah one of the, um, one of the patients that were was- pretty <laughs> actually so <laughs> and um well i mean what's really cool is that we you know we all really grew up playing soccer together like your mom was like our coach i mean that's pretty cool yep. <laughs> um so that's and then you guys like live really close to each other i mean i kind of lived out in the country of where we grew up um but you guys kind of like live really close to each other so who are the you guys i'm referring to right now um either one of you how about well i'll i'll start since
1: uh the other guy to be introduced later is uh currently taking care of his kid fair enough or kids plural yeah um well i'm uh i just recently retired from the united states air force um Medically, 16 years of uh, service with the Air Force has been pleasant, not pleasant, but uh, we won't get into that. (laughs) Uh, Currently, I'm a stay-at-home dad, which is uh, why John Wilson Lee came to me to begin with is because I have a little bit of experience. And my baby girl, Claire, is um, pushing 10 months uh, in September so 10 months of experience and mm-hmm. unlike the other two that are currently in this podcast i'm not uh the biological father of my daughter me and my wife actually are uh, foster parents currently uh but we are looking at adopting claire in the near future before we make uh our next move um to the great state of alaska so Coming from a different uh, perspective, obviously, um, she's, uh, she means everything to me, just like she was mine uh,
0: from the get-go. We've had her since she was five days old. Yeah, I was, was going to say, you guys her. have like, literally had her from like the beginning.
1: Yep. She came straight to us. Um, can't tell you why, but uh, mm-hmm. she's here, and <laughs> she's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's actually been, um, for me and my wife, it's actually been um, really cool for us to hear what you guys have gone through. It's it's made it easier for us because um, while we were still pregnant here, while my wife was pregnant, <clears throat> you guys actually had, like, lots of Google um, resources and just, like, support. And even if it was just, like, a text message of, like, hey, this bottle or, hey, this formula or, like, don't do this. Um, and it was always really neat to get that because again from our perspective it's like you've had for her from day one and and it seems so natural for y'all i'm sure i don't know if you feel like it's that natural actually but
1: and we had uh we had a a kid that came to us uh he was nine he stayed with us for two years right so we skipped the baby phase and went straight to uh to the to the craziness but uh yeah we had no idea what we were doing when we got the baby but um actually it's a good segue into our next introduction because i believe he's back now um we both relied a lot on our next speaker Mm -hmm. um, who's going to introduce himself because he has an older daughter and a brand new baby boy so Mm -hmm. i'll let him give his introduction and uh He's kind of the he's been our rock as far as information on what to do with these babies. So true.
2: Oh no pressure. Hey guys. Um <laughs> uh, my name's Ross. I have uh, uh known these guys my whole life. And uh see I'm 34. I've got a 3-year-old and now a 8-month-old. And um yeah, I think we're a pretty traditional family. Uh live in the suburbs. Uh and uh raising two wonderful kids um so yeah but it's i tell you like one of the neatest things has been um kind of going through this whole like raising your kids with with these two guys um just sort of the dynamics of it all and and kind of seeing you know what everybody goes through and i think that's going to be one of the neat parts about this podcast as well as um kind of understanding that uh, everybody kind of has similar experiences and and that um there's lots of phases and they're all interesting and unique in their own way.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Claw said, you know, you know, Ross has like the you know I guess you were really like the first you and you know, one of our other speakers that'll join us in a different episode. But you have I think your daughter is the oldest in our group, right? Uh your daughter uh, and the big other guy's kids son.
1: Are, yeah. Um but yeah, she is one of the older ones,
0: right? So, like Claude was saying, like you know, you kind of um, have really provided like a really cool um, example of dealing with all this stuff. Like it, it seems like a lot less scary. And for me, because I am the newest father to the group of fathers, um, you know, it's that's. That's what's been really cool because it's scary, man. Like it's um, like in the pre-dad phase, like coming into all of it, it's it's scary to be like, man, like um, like how do you be- how do you become a father? And you know, one of the real reasons, one of the other real reasons why I wanted to do this is because, as you guys both know, I you know drove myself crazy with find- trying to read articles and books and trying to look for podcasts and <laughs> about- yeah fatherhood and you know there's they're out there but they're kind of minimal and um some of the there were some other fatherhood podcasts but they kind of stopped after like an episode or three um and you know real life stuff happens that's fine and then i would read books but they were kind of like you know if you want to increase your daughter's self-esteem then turn to page 15 and follow these 10 steps and i was like oh man i want to i want to hear like this what it's like to be a father and that's why i reached out to you guys so much because you know i just wanted to hear that like man i want to know like how frustrating is it when crying doesn't stop or i want to know like hey what what formula did you find better or you know or whatever it is um and that's been just real cool for me so I, it's kind of been like a community of fathers And to me. And i thought since you know we had such cool insight with each other and it just kind of flowed really nicely then you know why not just like provide some of that because again there's kind of not a lot out there for you know guys to look this stuff up and there's so much for mothers Yep. And exactly it's not, a, it's not a competition with motherhood but you know it's because they do tons of stuff we can't do um but you know it's just to say that like hey you know there's a lot of fathers out there that are really invested into being good fathers um and I think being able to serve that community a little bit is really cool. So and we just,
1: we just want to know how, how do we be great fathers? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah. like you said, there's not a whole lot of resources or at least there's not a whole lot of dads and fathers that actually speak out about their experiences. Um, so yeah. my, my wife actually thought this was a great idea because we already talked to each other a lot. Um, about our kids like i was just texting ross the other day i think yesterday about uh my baby girl um being grumpy all day because she's teething and i'm like Mm. what what am i doing wrong she's always mad at me about something (laughs) he's like nah dude that's just the phase you know that's you just gotta work through it let her teeth and once the teeth start coming in the pain starts going away so
0: Yeah, and that's and that's a that's a cool point too because um you know I mean I wake up like every day and I'm just like okay man like I feel like a little bit more comfortable because you know I've got a great teammate and my wife, you know, but I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that like there's just so many people like you just said, I can just send it to you real quick, like hey, what's going on? And um that's I don't know, that's just been really comfortable overall to have. Now with that being said, um, again, I'm kind of like the newest father to the group, and um, Claw, you're kind of like in the middle in the terms of three of us, and then Fox, you're kind of like, again, you have you have you have two, so you have to juggle kind of two different age ranges at once. And He's the it, artisan. He's the artisan dad. <laughs> right. Oh, well, and then with the and then on top of that, it's like. I know you've been actually itching to talk a little bit about sleep routines and bedtimes and how all that's working, Ooh. because that's one of the big things. Um, that's, I mean, for me, you know, we drove home from the hospital, and, and it was like, you know, nighttime, <laughs> and I walked through the door, and I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> like, what is bedtime? What do, what do I do with this this creature and <laughs> Um and so you had some really cool insight into a lot of that Fox, and, and I think it's crazy that you have to try to do two different age ranges at once. Um, so I don't know, what do you, what have you kind of found to be, um, your experience right now with the sleep training that you're trying to do, um, at your house?
2: Oh, well, my experience has been, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, so, um, with our oldest one, uh, I think she was like nine months old, um maybe or maybe a little younger than that, but um we had just taken her to the doctor one day for normal checkups, and the doctor was like, "So, how's sleep training going?" And we're like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> <And> she's <laughs> like, "You haven't started sleep training yet and I was like no oh, we uh we we walk her in a stroller for like." two miles every single night till she falls asleep and then i have to sneakily like pull her from her car seat and put her in her bed and hope that she doesn't wake up <laughs> and the doctor was like uh yeah that can't be good for you and like, right no, it's been pretty bad and so the um we immediately from that day started doing the regular like the cliche sleep training where we just put her in her crib and she cries for like five minutes. We go in there. We rub her back, comfort her, um, sing Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, that kind of thing. Sang a lot of Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> and um, and then, like, you kind of calm her down and um, leave again. And then you give her ten minutes to cry. And I swear every time, like, she gets about that ten-minute marker, and she just passed out. And really? it was, yeah, and it was just, it was that easy. Um,
1: did you guys... uh? Did you guys do it as a team or did you is it one or the other?
2: Um I guess we we kind of did it. Not we usually wouldn't do the same parent in the room at the same time or I mean excuse me, we wouldn't do both parents in the room at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it'd be one or the other. Um I think as a team would probably work fine too. Uh I'm not sure, but we just generally at least the way that we can operate is with everything um one person rests while the other person works, and we kind of alternate things. So, like, in the middle of the night, like, when the baby wakes up, like, one person uh, runs and gets the diaper changed and gets the baby ready, and then the other person goes and feeds the baby, and hopefully goes back to sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. So, we're very much into, like, one person works while the other person rests kind of thing. So, yeah, but back to the sleep training thing, it just worked that whole routine like worked wonderfully for like the oldest one, and she's been a pretty good sleeper like seriously ever since yeah. um, I mean she of course like wakes up sometimes with like bad dreams and things, but um, generally speaking, yeah, I can count on her to go to bed
0: um, Well no, that's really cool though I mean I think there's a lot to say about the um about the alternating like work rest thing because you know I don't know if you looked up a specific type of process to do that with or you guys just kind of figured out something that worked or you fell into it. But um it makes sense for like the team. And you know, I'm sure on some level, since she's older for sure that she kind of recognizes like some sort of process that's going on. Like, oh okay, you know, one's in here and this is what it's gonna be like tonight. And um this is like what this routine Or this kind of program for sleep is I'm sure it's not thought about that specifically in those words for a two-year-old but I feel feel like like it is though I feel like the key word there is
1: routine yeah yeah because conditioning yeah yeah because we we go through that too where if the routine gets broken at all
0: uh, all hell breaks loose so do you feel like for yours at 10 months that there is like a actual recognizable routine?
1: Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Cause my wife being the, uh, the, the main sleep trainer, uh, right. starting out when, when she first came home, um, I helped out when I could and where I could. Um, but I myself have sleep issues. So right. it was like <laughs> sleep apnea on top of no sleep because the baby needs to get up and eat throughout the oh, night um man, so we right. just kind of figured out you know i could stay up later and do those feedings and she was able to get up earlier uh to do feeding so we just kind of worked worked through that and then as far as uh as as sleep goes for the baby we we were pretty lucky we figured out how she was most comfortable and we just let her sleep, <laughs> whether that was in her crib or in a, if it was in her rocker. Um, we just wanted her to sleep. Um, so she wasn't, you know, she was getting the rest that she needed. But Christine was the one that uh, would go through and uh, put her to bed, give her, her her last bottle for the night and all that good stuff. And when I would try to step up and help out, you know, there was lash you know, lashback from the baby to me. Mm-hmm. She's like, who are you? Like, I, I only see you throughout the day. Uh, why are you <laughs> putting the, me to bed? You're the day parent. And yeah. She was, uh, she was upset about it. And, uh, my wife was like, well, you know, that that's not her routine. You know, she's used to me being in there and putting her to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's got to change because, you know, my wife being in the military, um, currently mm-hmm. she could be gone at any point you know where it's just me true and uh so we decided to do alternate nights to where one night my wife will do the uh the bath time and the feeding and then put them to put in her to bed and then the next day it was my turn to do that no and uh no. yeah no. and ever since we started that uh putting her to sleep is cake It's a cakewalk like she's used to both of us now. Um, it helps that I'm at home now because I retired, but yeah, um, it's just so easy right now with her besides the teething and the grumpiness. But once you give her that last bottle, she knows it's, you know, her hands go behind her head and she is out, (laughs) uh, unless she has like a bad dream or something. She sleeps through the whole night.
0: Oh, really through the whole night. Yep. Now, um, did that, um, how long did it take for, like that transition from your wife to you on the baby getting used to that was that like hard for the baby uh i think it was um
1: and we kind of just we kind of just fought through it you know It, it took it took a good two or three weeks i would say before she was comfortable with me completely by myself uh putting her down um because she would let me feed her Um, most of the nights during that two to three week period. uh, A lot of times my wife would have to come in and uh, and take her from me essentially. And, and I would just kind of sit in the room and, uh, you know, let her see me while that process was happening. Um, So she knew that I, that I was a part of this,
0: this routine. Right. And And eventually, yeah, eventually it just worked out. Yeah. No, I, and I remember again, kind of like my pre dad phase, you know, because, I mean, another thing that makes our kind of like father group here special is that, you know, not only did we all like grow up with each other, but uh, like, you know, we, we obviously still all talk and hang out and stuff all the time. But, um, but you know, we play games and stuff together. And I remember, um, I, I guess we were playing either ARC or maybe GTA one night, but it was like three in the morning. <laughs> and it was everybody in our group, which, you know, is about there's about 10 of us or so that play these games together. Mm-hmm. Everybody in our group had already gone to bed. And um, I think it was just me and you on, and it was like three in the morning for whatever, or like on Friday or Saturday night. But I remember um, you had your little one like on your chest. that's what you know, I remember that's what you would do. Like sometimes when we'd be playing, you wouldn't yeah. walk much though, because <laughs> she'd be asleep Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't want to wake her up. And we'd be like, egging you on and like trying to get you to say stuff and you were like "Nah, i got it like she's trying to sleep (laughs) but um i do remember though that like i remember having a vision of that being like oh man that's cool man like i I, it was it was obvious that you were definitely like the one to like kind of help start winding her down and i don't remember exactly how long ago that i'm referencing but
1: uh, it was a while because she was born uh premature so she's She's, she's going to, she's going to be a little, um, a little human. (laughs) She's going to be a petite, uh, woman when she's older, she's a petite baby now. Um, and that's just based off of her, you know, her biological parents, but, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, she was tiny. Like she didn't even barely fit into, into preemie clothes at the time. Oh, really? Um, So we had this little rocker, you know, it's kind of like you just layer into it. And uh, it makes her feel like, you know, she's being cuddled. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times she would sleep in that throughout the night. And then we would just put it next to us in the bed. Mm-hmm. And because uh, that was what's was most comfortable, like putting her in this giant crib was scary. And uh, she was too small for us to like, you know, put in the bed with us, obviously. I'd sure. crush her. Sure. But uh, so a lot of times if I was having to feed throughout the night then i would have the rocker next to me on the couch and then i would just wake her up and feed her and then put her back down um but a lot of times she would just want to sit next to me on me or on my chest like you were saying And she would just watch me play (laughs) video (laughs) games while we were while we were messing around and she would fall asleep just uh like with her little hand on my arm just like just having a good old time so yeah, I think, I, mean, a, I think we
0: have a future gamer. Well, yeah, I mean that was a really cool vision for me, you know, that, and that's what like I remember thinking that was so neat and cool because um because you know that's that I mean that's actually very similar to what like I'm kind of at that stage that I was referencing you being in like um, so right now um like for us um we have i think and i think for us it's a little too early to have like a legitimate routine but we're practicing just kind of for like our sakes of getting used to a routine not necessarily the baby yeah that being said though we're kind of lucky too that um you know i don't want to jinx this or anything but we're kind of lucky too that you know um ours is sleeping pretty good i mean during the nighttime she's a champ and um I mean, she doesn't sleep a lot during the day, but maybe those two things are correlated. <laughs> but um, but right now the way it works for us is that um, you know, I am the one that puts her to bed and um like every night when it's time, you know, I'll change the last diaper and then I'll put her to bed. And we work that out mainly because um so my wife, she works um kind of like half time right now. And, yeah. And so she um she's with the baby a lot more. And one of the reasons why we started um, um me being the one that puts her to bed because it gives me like a little bit more time with her because I'm working full time. And um so yep. my day I leave for work in the morning. Um I work about an hour away, so I leave for work around like six forty-five. I get home around six forty-five. Um, and so every day that you know that's 12 hours that i'm really not with the baby at all and um so that she either gets to spend the time with the baby so um or like you know a family member that we or nanny or whatever that we're working out and oh, I, I think, think that's that. why this podcast
1: is awesome because yeah you, not to get real personal but yeah, so. from my standpoint to yours like it's completely different because your baby you know, has the mom and the mom provides the food, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So, and and there's nothing better between the mom and the baby than that process. Mm -hmm. And we don't have that because we've bottle fed since she's been here. Sure. So I think in our case, sharing the responsibility of feeding gives us both the chance to to warm up to the baby but like in your the, case like have that your bond. wife yep and in your case your wife has that bond through through the free feeding process mm-hmm. whereas you know you're losing out on that yeah and we so talked- i think by you putting her to bed each night getting that bond is uh it works in your situation
0: yeah I and mean, that and it was very intentional and and i'm I'm also very appreciative because my wife is very sensitive to that. She's very, um, you know, she wants me and the baby to have that bond as well. And, um, and we've talked a lot about it and that was kind of like an idea we came up with. And, um, because, you know, um, you know, the the baby, she's really, um, like my wife is really good at knowing what the baby wants like i swear to you it's crazy like the problem <laughs> happens and she like knows like oh she needs a diaper change like oh she wants this oh she wants to be positioned this way in this chair only at this window and i'm like what how did you like like a and, secret baby coat yeah you know? yeah i know i'm like where did you get that handbook <laughs> and, and um and i feel like the only thing i'm like just naturally good at and i'm not trying to undersell myself but i mean just in the, from an honest perspective the thing I'm the best at is actually getting the baby to calm down. And so when she like, can't be soothed, um, you know, I'm really good at getting the baby to calm down. And we kind of think also that was conditioning too, because I play a lot of piano for her. So I'll put her in the carrier and I'll play some piano. Um, I, was get, I was at the point to where, I, where I was um, playing piano for her every day. Um, but we played, um, I had to play at a wedding last weekend. So my piano's kind of like packed up and moved around a week before that for some stuff. The point is, the past two weeks, I can, we've kind of been out of playing piano for a lot, but we play a lot of music for her, sing to her every day. And um, that's part of the um, wind down process at nighttime, too. Um, and I really love getting to have that bond and experience where, like you were saying, is that, like it's really cool. like. We have a whiteboard in our um, in our dining room, and it has like all these things on it. Like, okay, for, and it's really for like the family members. Like, hey, don't pick her up every. Single
1: <laughs> Are you sure it's not just because you're a doctor and copying? Uh, you're copying Sheldon, you oh, know, man, with his what? whiteboard. <laughs> Do all busy. doctors have whiteboards in their house? That's what I want to know. That's that's the question of the podcast.
0: <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> i didn't think about it like that i it's uh, funny well we have yeah we definitely have a whiteboard <laughs> and, <laughs> and on the whiteboard one of the things we have written on there is like the baby's song of the moment like the song that um i found that really helped soothe her um and <laughs> right oh my now, gosh yeah it's incredible man um this is like the one thing about like there's some cool like research out there about this. I'll have to like maybe find a like, snippet and bring it up. And I
1: we, could, we, we, have, we could we have we have a whole whole episode about
0: about songs and TV shows for babies. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, because like right now, um, she's digging, and this is the longest she's ever been into a song. But she's really digging "Princes When Doves Cry" right now. Like that is her <laughs> absolute jam. And um, and it's been her jam for about two weeks now. Usually, she cycles through a song, and it has no effect on her for like after three or four days. Um, but she's been—I mean, you put that song on, and like she chills. It's crazy. And um, <laughs> we have this whole Spotify playlist. I'll I'll share it with you guys. Actually, now that I'm saying it, we have this whole Spotify playlist of all these songs we're accumulating. And um, it'd be cool because one day, you know, I could be like, "Hey, this is your baby playlist," you know.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh I think that can be we could maybe maybe next episode we'll talk about uh songs and and such for yeah for the babies because uh I I do have a lot to say about that. Perfect. I don't wanna I don't wanna bust her time yeah with that. But uh
0: yeah. Well, I, using, she is using that though to help wind down to, for bed. To go to sometimes. sleep, yeah. Yeah. And we just I just put. Um, so we have the bassinet in our bedroom, and that's where she sleeps. But we just um, we just set up her crib like actually last weekend or you no know, earlier this week, um, Labor Day actually. And um, the crib is actually from you know our other podcast member that's not joining us today, but he'll join us next. Um, he is actually from him. He sent us the crib, and we put it together. And we've been trying to put her down in naps word to get her used to starting to sleep in it at nighttime. And um, that's been more of a struggle, um, getting her to kind of get used to the crib. Because like you mentioned, it's kind of like this big, scary, kind of, it's, it's, I mean, it's way bigger than the bass and nap. And that's kind of like the process we're at right now, like in terms of sleep routine, so to speak trend getting ready to transition into crib sleep from bassinet sleep
1: yeah you know? yeah and one of our segments that we want to get into with this podcast is uh and, and you gave me a great segue but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to talk about uh products and stuff that yeah. uh, other folks have used or are thinking about using um that have helped with uh, any of the stuff that we talk about throughout Throughout our, our episodes of this podcast. But um, yeah, uh, I think for today's, you know, since you brought up and I did too at some point about the crib being big and scary for the babies, a uh, mm-hmm. product that uh, we bought is a little pricey. I think we ended up spending about 150 bucks on it. Um, but it's called a Daka Tot. What is it? It's called a Daka Tot. I, <laughs> I don't know how it's spelled. <laughs> um, just about to ask you to spell it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I don't even know. Um, my wife found it. I don't know how, but, uh, literally it. she still sleeps in it. Like it, it's amazing because it, it's, uh, almost like a horseshoe shape. Um, but the, the sides of it are kind of big round foamy. Okay. And then okay. it goes down the length of a baby, you know, so it's probably a good two, oh. to three feet long.
0: Yeah. And, um,
1: uh, and then it's, it's cushioned crazy. on the middle of it. And, uh, you can even you can even bend the end of it and clip it so they can't like slide out of the bottom of it, um, but it gives them that feeling of you know comfort having those sides, and, oh, and it prevents yeah, them. Yep, and it prevents them from rolling over in the early stages of. Uh, yeah, Fox uh, Ross wow. just posted uh, a uh, link to it. Great. So, Docotot is D O C K A T O T, just like you would think. Oh. Uh, yeah. It, it is a lifesaver for us. Um, she absolutely loves it. Like, she'll kick her leg up on the side of it, you know, airing out the diaper. And then uh, she puts her hands behind her head, and she is out. Um, so that's working pretty good for you guys, though. Yeah, and, then, and some nights, like, she'll have nightmares and stuff. Um, so we actually can scoop her up in the Dock and put her in the bed for a little bit and, and talk to her. and. Uh, and when she falls asleep again, you just simply pick it back up and put it back into the crib. Yeah, uh, well, it, it's is amazing.
0: There, is there like a um and then Fox, because I know you are um I know you're taking care of your kid right now and you're on mute and that's totally cool. Thanks for posting that. Um if you had um, an idea of something that's working for you, you can type that in too. But um the claw, like the Docatot, um, is there I'm looking at the picture of this and um is there, like, a, I guess one thing I'm curious about is, is there, like, a, I don't want to say case but, like, how do you, like, clean and wash this thing? You throw yeah, thing so,
1: out? for ours, there's a zipper kind of, uh, that goes around the curve part. Oh, okay. And, uh, and you can just, like, slip it off and, and wash it and then put it
0: back on. All right, okay, no, that's good, man. And you said it was, what, like, uh, you said it was, like. What's up? You said it was like 100 150 I think it was $150. Bucks. Um, but it sounds think, like it was worth it.
1: Yeah, it definitely was one of the pricier things that we bought early
0: on that we we have zero regrets. It says here, uh, the Dock Tot is a multifunctional lounging, playing, chilling, resting, and snuggling dock for Baby and Tot's 0 to 36 months. Created with love in Sweden. Sweden. So, you know, Sweden—they do almost everything right there. Apparently, so um, <laughs> that's daka.tot.com. Um, if you're if you're gonna check that out there, because uh, I mean, at we're least not we're being there,
1: we're not being sponsored by Doc <laughs> We do not have. <laughs> the <affiliation or>
0: sponsor.
2: <laughs> From Doct- but if they want to sponsor, it's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: You can contact me at, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get the, we'll get the, um, the social media to Docatot soon. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I suggest it, man. I, I can't, I can't recommend it enough if, if you're having issues with, uh, crib training, cause that's mm-hmm. something that, that we, uh, we're doing now is transitioning from the Docatot to the crib and, um, it's, uh, it's not going as smoothly as we'd want. <laughs> Just because she's so comfortable in the dang thing, right. but uh, yeah, I, I I highly recommend it to to anyone.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's um, that looks really nice. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think we might be um, checking that out here ourselves a little bit. <clears throat> um, Fox, I know you've kind of um had to be away for a minute. Um, I didn't know before we kind of went into the next part. Was there anything about like um? Sleep experience for you that you wanted to throw in there?
2: Um, no, I mean we just uh, we go with uh, um, just like a regular old like mattress in the crib, and um, okay. <laughs> and uh,
1: they also drink white cloth.
2: So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Typical <laughs> suburban family. That's the um, that's like the seltzer water um, <laughs> one, right? It's like the seltzer water,
2: um, spiked seltzer water, right?
1: It's all it's all over social media right now. Come on, guys.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm not on social media. I'm not very social. The uh, anyways, no, yeah, we go with like a standard crib, like, and um, it, the only like kind of strange thing for us is we tried so hard um, with the youngest one to get him to sleep on his back because we're so like scared of um, of Sids, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. he just he just wouldn't do it. So I swear, like maybe like at a month. He was rolling over onto his stomach and he sleeps on his stomach now ever since then. And um you might be able to hear him in the background actually. He's... I, think, I think I heard a little um uh, hello. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like over there fisting a basketball. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they, huge. <laughs> so, <laughs> seriously, it's not a basketball, it's like a small beach ball, but he's like fisting it. <laughs>
1: Okay. It's got uh, anger issues. Get that baby a punching bag. Yeah. Right.
2: Know, right. <laughs> so well, anyways. We'll uh but yeah, so uh yeah, no true like sleep products. We had the um crib crib bumpers. I don't know if you guys have ever seen or used those for like little pads that go on like the sides of the crib. Like the inside um, of the crib though. Yeah, they well and they like kind of attach the at least ones we had, they like attach to the um to like the rails and um because i guess back in the day you used to be able to get big ones but babies could kind of get their faces smothered in them and so yeah. these are just like little padding things so that they can like bump their head to the side and it doesn't leave a red mark oh, and okay. uh, the, we actually had pretty good success with that with the oldest one um, the youngest one he doesn't really he's already got like pretty good body control and everything and i don't really worry about him Unless it's just like really angry or something, like running into the side of it.
1: Man, I'll tell you that. If Claire, whenever she rolls onto her stomach, because she just started doing that, um, it scares the crap out of me, man. I'm like, yeah. my, I come to bed way later than obviously my wife and uh, baby do. And uh, I get up all throughout the night to make sure that <laughs> she's on her back just because it. I just can't imagine. Um, it's uh, i mean i have issues already with with fears and stuff like that but yeah uh that's that's one of them and on the baby monitor when she goes to bed that's she likes to roll around and play a lot before uh yeah. sometimes and if i see her with her face down i go in there and just kind of gently push her over a little bit make sure she's <laughs> on her back <laughs> well
0: no yeah. it actually that actually transitions into a product that I have used for that, and I haven't gotten to use it yet. Um, but um, it's—I just kind of posted it in our chat there. Um, but it's actually—it's um, a—it's a sensor that you attach kind of like to their shirt, and it'll um, alert your phone when the baby has rolled over. Um, so obviously, our baby's too young; can't she can't roll over yet. So, but I bought it because I needed, because I had the same fear that you just described. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I did try it out. Like I put it on myself. <laughs> 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 and then, um, and then, um, I would, you know, look at my phone and like, sure enough, it knew when I rolled over, <laughs> it also told me my temperature and it, it it says it tells you kind of like their breathing rate per minute. I, I wasn't, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a respiratory therapist or anything like that, but um, I, I didn't care too much about that part anyway. The temperature, I didn't really pay attention too much attention to, but it did. Um, it was pretty accurate with knowing when I rolled over, um, and it gives you alerts pretty like they sync up pretty like um, good in real time. You know, it's not like a big lag in it, so you might want to check that out. Um, and how much was uh was now, this? Now this one that I just linked is that walmart for 86 dollars. i'm telling you i'm pretty sure i got mine on amazon for like half that
1: that's Um, crazy because i i spent ten thousand dollars on a bed that tells me when i get up at night and
0: uh and i could have just bought this
1: (laughs) 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 yeah we have a ten thousand dollar sleep number bed (laughs) i mean is it and it tells you like when you fall asleep and uh, if you get up or move around during the night and it gives you like a score. Um, if I would have known I could have done that for 46 bucks, then
0: <laughs>
1: it would have been life changing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can still try it out. Maybe you can,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> maybe you can um, repurp- repurpose your bed or sell it or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do, they,
1: do they have sleep number junkyards or salvage yards where you
2: can uh, get money back? on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, can you sell a bed i don't think you can sell beds in the united states that's a good question
0: i think you can it's maybe just it's all about all about the know. black market man
2: well i mean you, yeah you can sell it to like your neighbor but i mean if you can't can, like advertise
1: <laughs> if you can buy rpgs on there internet, i'm sure you can sell
0: a bed <laughs> right oh my gosh yeah that sensor works pretty good right. now um all right so claude how are we um are we doing on time? Do we have time to go to questions from the wives or is it time?
1: Yes. So I was actually just about to, uh, to cut us off and, and move on to that. But uh, one, one other topic that we wanted to cover Mm -hmm. before, and uh, I think we can uh, let you answer this one Mm -hmm. is, uh, and you kind of already discussed, you know, some, some of it, but before we move into the next segment, what uh? What were your expectations of uh, bedtime sleep? You know, before before the baby came.
0: Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's very true. Um, for me, I think that because I read so much nonsense, and not nonsense that it was bad, but just like I just filled my bed so much, you know, quote unquote research on the internet. Um, I had kind of unrealistic expectations for what sleep would look like in the sense that like, you know, I'm going to, again, walk through the door, I'm going to put the baby down and then I'm going to like walk into the next room and let the baby cry it out for 15 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever it's going to be. And then I'll go check and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just like, not at all what happened, you know? Um, yeah. Because what I didn't account for was my emotional reaction to the baby crying for one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and also just didn't account for the fact that like after a week of that you're tired man <laughs> like you're in and it's crazy um now I will say kind of like what you described with you and your wife um I am I'm a morning person so like not getting a lot of sleep doesn't affect me as much as it might affect my wife although she's good i mean she's actually acclimated pretty well to it but um i think the bedtime experience with the baby has been overall way easier and way better than i thought it was going to be i expected no sleep for us or the baby and again she wakes up like once a night for feeding And, you know, every time the baby wakes up, um, what we do, we both wake up, I change the diaper, she feeds, and then um, baby goes back to bed. But um, it's been way easier than I thought it would be so far. I'm not expecting it to stay like that, but it's been way easier. How about for you? And
1: and I just want to remind uh, anybody who's bored enough to be listening to us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that uh these are our experiences right these uh these (laughs) you're gonna have i'm sure there's somebody out there right now that's got red eyes uh they're on their seventh cup of coffee coffee calling us assholes because uh uh, because they're tired but um yeah it's it's the same uh honestly i I didn't expect to get a baby um so i i had no expectations um oh, we got a phone okay. call and we and they said the uh, baby's a female and she's five days old she needs somewhere to stay potentially long term wow and my wife had always wanted to foster a baby um for the experience mm-hmm. so uh i don't want to say begrudgingly but i was (laughs) i had my doubts we took her on and so we just didn't know like literally once we said yes they're showing up at our door with this tiny baby it was almost like the stork you know right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um and then you know this was probably like 6 or 7 p.m um so we were like okay uh we have this baby do to do, do like <laughs> what do we do and then uh we reached out on social media to some local families that we know that foster and, and have kids and all of a sudden within two hours we had i think three or four people at our door um with clothes with diapers with um oh, the, cool. the rocker that we had the swing that we still have mm-hmm. uh, our next neighbor bought us all kinds of stuff um and uh, while my wife was figuring out how to feed the baby, I was putting together all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, it was crazy. So yeah, we didn't really have expectations. We just kind of, um, we just kind of went with the flow and figured it out. Um, and then if we needed help, we called, we called somebody. Um, no, that's really cool. It we we, we were not afraid, afraid. of support. It, and I've heard a lot of people like they're afraid to reach out and because they, they're afraid of, being looked at or judged as a bad parent because they don't know what to do, but you can read, like you were saying, you can read all the articles, books and, and uh, Instagram posts that you want. Uh, but I'm telling you, you just got to go out there and make those babies. Uh, the only way <laughs> the only way you're going to learn is to get, to get her done, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a learning process. I don't care. And I'm sure Ross can contest to this because he, he has two kids um it's a learning process with each kid in my opinion uh because they're not the same they're two different you know human beings that have two different personalities regardless of the bloodline um so it, it's you, you know what worked for one is not going to work for the other potentially so
0: yeah no i mean i could absolutely see that being the case and you know <clears throat> we'll definitely be able to get some insight from him to um when he's not holding both of them at once. And- Yeah,
2: <laughs> but, oh, are you talking
0: again, about me? Oh yes. yeah, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, I guess if we have time to ask, like, what's been the biggest difficulty kind of putting down two kids at once for bed, not forever for bed?
2: <laughs> um. Well, the secret to success isn't <laughs> always effective but um the secret to success with that is just having two separate bedtimes so uh the youngest one goes to bed first and then the second one goes to bed and making both of those part of the bedtime routine so like at our house at five thirty, like bedtime starts and i don't mean anybody goes to bed at bedtime i just mean like we start doing our routine so oh, okay. 5 30 is dinner time uh six o'clock the littlest one gets a bottle So he gets solid food at 5.30. Um, He gets a bottle at, uh, like, 6. And then 6.30 is his bath time. So bath is done. Then we get a little bit of play time. And then he has to be in bed by 7. And that gives us a a buffer for the oldest one's bedtime, which is 8. And so hopefully the youngest one's in bed by 7. And then we start the oldest one's bedtime routine, which is uh, also bath. And then she gets a snack, a little bit of TV time, um, and then brush her teeth. Two stories, bed.
0: <laughs> so what, wait, what time does her bedtime in? Like, what time is she? Like, eight. Eight, yeah. Oh, you said eight, right. So you're, you're basically doing bedtime from, like, 5.30 to eight-ish.
2: Yeah, well, about 8.30 is whenever I finally, you guys know. It's like when I finally, I'm like, all right, guys, I'm ready to play. It's 8.30.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. We always see you when you when you when you get on Discord. It's like, oh, I guess the kids are down. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They,
2: uh, yeah. So it's about a three hour routine, which uh, I remember like when the oldest one was born, and I essentially had that going on. But her bedtime was probably seven then. Um, man, I hated it. But I don't know if it's just I've matured with age or what, but um. <laughs> But now, like, I love it. Like, I almost look forward to, like, 530 because I'm like, all right, here we go. And, you know, um, it's just, like, an interesting, uh, fun thing for me. I just, I enjoy it every evening. Basically, it's, like, the whole bedtime routine.
0: That's pretty cool because, I mean, that's a long process. But, I um, I mean, having that mindset of looking forward to it, that it's something that is going to be, you know, I don't know. You didn't say fun, but it sounds like can be somewhat fun, parts of it at least. Yeah, like,
2: we try to make it fun, and, like, I know, like, something interesting is going to happen, and and it's, i tell you, like, one neat thing that you guys have to look forward to um, is uh, my oldest one, like I said, she's three now, so she's old enough now to have conversations and things like that, so Mm -hmm. she's, like, she's, like, my little buddy, like, with everything we do, she's there talking to me, she's, like, helping cook dinner, I'm, like, hey, can you go stir the macaroni and cheese, and Mm -hmm. can you go... She likes to stir things, so stir this, or stir that, and, um, you know. And so she's like a big help around, and where I'm like, can you go throw these things away, and and so forth, and and you know, she'll tell me stuff, you know, oh, we went swimming today at Grandma's house, and and so I think it, it's really helpful having her around is the big thing. I think that's the big difference from uh, only having one and doing the bedtime routine and it being mm-hmm. kind of stressful to like now it being kind of fun because. Um, yeah, you know, have like a little companionship, and and you know, we can kind of do things and make things interesting and fun. And yeah, I'm uh, definitely looking forward awesome. to
0: being able to have those conversations for sure. And I have a lot of thoughts about that too that I'll, that I'll share later on, but I'm definitely looking forward to that time period when you can actually, you know, get some, you know, some um, cognitive <laughs> responses, so to speak.
2: Yeah, and it's super cliche, but they're hilarious like all the time. <laughs> Like like 'cause just you know, and again it's cliche, but just like seeing the world with their eyes, like everything totally different 'cause like we see the world through this like super sad, almost like, Oh my god, you know, there's this orange guy, it's the president or whatever and like the um and they're just like yeah. they're like, Oh my god, did you know today I almost caught a butterfly? <laughs> You're like <laughs> right. Yeah, that sounds
0: awesome. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, just like that. I like that. It's almost like that innocence that you get reminded of, like you said, cliche wise. But yeah. So, um, to, uh, so so John doesn't have to uh, do
1: too much editing um, with the time here. Uh, I do want to squeeze in uh, one of our segments called "Questions from the Wives." Yeah, um, and just you know. Answer whoever wants to answer it can answer it, but I think the first question comes from uh John Wilson's wife, and it's uh, what's been your favorite part of being a dad?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I'll answer because it did come from her. Um, you know, it's I'd say so far because again, it's only been three months, but so far, um, I think my favorite part has been just being able to create like just getting we're having a lot of fun creating um like her childhood (laughs) you know um like we talk all the time about like oh man so we want her when she can remember things we want her to remember that like she had this house that you know um, was filled with mom's artwork and dad's music and we're having so much fun like you know just trying to enjoy creating for her right now. And um, yeah. so I think that's so, I mean, in our my limited time, that's been my favorite part. I mean, I want to I wanna give like a really kind of lovey-dovey answer and say, like, oh, my favorite part has been like, looking into her eyes every morning and stuff. And it's like, I do, I do like that. But no, my favorite part has been, honestly, like trying to create this experience that, like, she will be able to enjoy. That's awesome. Um, well, and then,
1: so the next question is from my wife, actually. And she said, "Claw, <laughs> knowing what you know now, would you change anything at the beginning? And that's, uh, that's a, that's a solid question. Um, it's
0: actually so, sir, what would you, or would you
1: change anything? Uh, honestly, I, like we talked about before with the the routine of uh, us switching every other night, putting the baby to bed. I kind of wish I would have started that when my wife started bedtime routine. Okay. Um, just like like you said, you had mentioned before about um, the unexpected of how emotional you would be when, the, when your baby cries. Yeah. Um, I just want to throw it out there that I am a grown-ass man.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but when that baby has tears, I will do anything in this world to make those tears go away. And that's uh, a lesson that I want any future husband of, or boyfriend of my little baby girl Uh, or future wife or girlfriend because I don't care Uh, uh, I will do anything to make those tears stop so she has me wrapped around her finger Um, but when I would try to put her down and she would scream and cry I just felt you know just horrible like. What am I doing wrong? Like she doesn't like me, <laughs> Right. Uh, and that hurt, you know. And and my wife would come in and save the day, and I was just like, "Well, this is BS, man. <laughs> this, this is some hog hogwash." And uh, and my wife was back, like, "Well, you know, spend more time with her, by helping me put her to bed." And I was like, "Ah, <laughs> I've got video games." <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I I. I regret not starting that with my wife uh, because now uh, when my daughter knows what's happening when, when it's our bedtime routine, which is half bottle then bed um, the smile that, you know, that she gives me knowing what's happening. Uh, Cause she knows deep down that she's tired, whether she wants to admit it or not. Um, she's just, the sweetest little girl, and you know, when she knows it's bath time, and she loves baths. Um, and then she knows what to do after she gets done with that last bottle—prop that leg up and, and call it a night. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And Fox, how about you? The question: yeah. your favorite part of being a dad, or would you change anything from the
2: beginning? Um, all right, I'll try to answer both of them real quick. Uh, okay. Favorite part of being a dad is definitely. Um, uh, I guess there's two things really it's the kind of seeing the world through the kids eyes like I kind of mentioned just a second ago and then um and on that like seeing them progress like so quickly like um mm. it just seems like you're like one day you're like oh look he's he's rolling over and then the next day you're like oh he's crawling and then you're like oh he's walking <laughs> and, like it's always <laughs> a thing and and they've got new words to say and there's just always something new and exciting. And I think that's like definitely the best part about being a parent. And and then of course there's that selfish part where you're like, this is mine. Like I did this, you know, (laughs) right. Right. Be pretty proud. Um, And then as far as like things that I wish I would have done better, um, probably. And I could really probably say this about all aspects of my life, but it's probably to have more patience. Um, You guys kind of brought up like the bedtime routine and stuff like that. and, there's definitely been a lot of times where I'm just like, I'm so frustrated. Like he's screaming his head off and I don't know what to do. And, um, and like, just like walking around and like, just kind of taking a deep breath and just being like, Hey, like, this is normal. Like just, this will pass. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but there's just been times where like, I know I've been short with my wife. I know that like, I could have done better as far as showing better patience. And um, so that's what I, and I think I've done better this time around. But that's what I, I wish I would would have done better. It's just I don't know. I just look at some people, and I'm like, God, they've got the best patience in the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do they put up with that? Yeah, but, and that's, yeah, that,
1: that's something that we can definitely um, look at for for another episode as well. I, I think we created our own episodes by having this number one podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, it's. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that that I've gone through mentally and emotionally dealing with that too is is being frustrated because I'm generally now a frustrated person. But <laughs> um, to, uh, to to give give the uh, the mic over to John Wilson Lee to close this out, um, I want to say that we are creating a uh, email account uh, an Instagram and a, uh, and a website that uh, currently Ross is going to host um, so that people will have all the podcasts and uh, if we have links and stuff that we talk about uh, during any episode, they'll be all posted through those different accounts. Um, we do want feedback from anybody that actually takes time to listen to us about future episodes they want us to talk about or products uh, they want us to either have, a uh, an opening, you know, like a box, um, um yeah. like a, and then, like or, an well, yeah, like a, like an unboxing and, and then, uh, or something that we've used, like we talked about the dock and, uh, and that device that monitors your rolling over on your belly that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, anything that people are interested in or want us to actually review, uh, we're, we're totally down for it um and we'll have hopefully that information for you guys to send us questions and stuff uh by next episode um so just keep uh keep an ear out and you'll have to watch us or listen to us a second time to get that so
0: absolutely um and thanks also just you know to um all of our wives for giving us the encouragement actually to, to do this i was telling fox yesterday that you know one of the most special things for me has been that all of our wives are actually been um pushing us and pushing me to actually get this started they're you know kind of just as excited as we are to do to do this so that's i mean that's just really cool and you know you know you know especially to them that you know they're watching our kids and stuff while we're doing this you know so i mean it's it's um it's definitely really special to have their support and you know they're awesome teammates for all of us. I know we all talk about how great they are. So that's um, I know that's really fun and really good to have um, a teammate like that. And so with that being said, um, we are gonna wrap it up here. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, just know here that we are fathers and this has been the Fatherhood Project. See you later. See ya. See ya. And remember dads, do not pray for an easy life, but pray for the strength to endure a difficult one.